there's the old joke that the old, there's going to be a bumper sticker that some, uh, somewhere in, in Athens that says, uh, did you sack DJ today? Like there was, there was a lot of, did you sack the Clemson quarterback today? Exactly. Georgia rolls up to Charlotte and beats Clemson 10 to three in the season opener for both teams. And here's a quick post game show as Will dialed up Tony in the car as he was heading back from the Queen City. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the Pine Bar, El Barrio, and The Root, all found within walking distance of each other in Five Points in Athens. And if you're looking for that perfect Sunday brunch location to celebrate all those Georgia victories, look no further than the Pine Bar from 11 to 3 today. They are open for Sunday brunch. And I hope you enjoyed this quick reaction episode. And here's Will to get it started. As I suspected, Mr. Tony Waller, who is currently in a car but not driving, shout out to Tiffany. Good driving, Tiffany. I can tell by the lack of screams that your driving is going well back from Charlotte. Uh, as I predicted, this was a high scoring game that Georgia lost. <laughs> uh, Georgia won. <laughs> 10 to 3 in a uh, a vintage guys falling from the sky. Everybody's running around having a good time tackling people game. Tony, uh, what do you think about the fact that Georgia is uh, 1-0 and uh, all of a sudden the world seems uh, pretty spread out wide before? Well, as I predicted, uh, the under hit. And uh, do not listen to the podcast last week uh, because you can't prove that I thought otherwise. It's it's pretty stunning that um, that Clemson and Vanderbilt scored exactly the same number of points uh, yesterday. <laughs> um, I, Vanderbilt, yeah, I, Vanderbilt did have more rush, rushing yards. I feel obliged. They did have Vanderbilt. more rushing yards. Yes, <laughs> Vanderbilt did have more rushing yards, which is uh, which means that everything's right in the world. Um, the uh, the alliance did not show up yesterday. Um, yeah, look, it's it's one of those things where you just um, when you think about the run of that game. Uh, and, and, and we'll see, you're already starting to see some of it. Uh, you know what? We kind of thought there was a, a world out there where Georgia might, might decide they can uh, win the football game by running the football. And uh, it's kind of what we did. But guys, our defense is something else. Oh my gosh, is our defense something else? I, I assume uh, on TV it looked like it did in, uh, in person, which is it. I mean, Clemson's defense is really good too, but I was just stunned how how good our defense is and how confident they looked. I mean, I think I think their longest rushing play was ten yards. Their longest pass play was twenty one yards. That's stunning. And we sacked DJ twice. I'm sorry, seven times at eight tackles for loss. It was just we we basically set up Homestead in their backfield and never really used it. Yeah, he looked. Un- uncomfortable would be one way to put it. <laughs> he certainly didn't look like someone that was having a very good time, uh, uh, to say the very least. And I think that is, it's you know, I want to get into the offense a little bit because I think it's a lot. I think I think that's a more interesting conversation that's been even had so far. But I mean, Clemson had two rushing yards. Clemson had two individual rushing yards, and it was funny because even late when Clemson came the closest they ever came to really getting anything going with that one pass play and then DJs kind of run up the middle, which feels like something that may have, I was a little surprised Clemson didn't 
push that a little bit more with him running. But honestly, he may have just been so shaken (laughs) that at a certain level, the thing that he's able to do and the thing that he's good at, he just wasn't, he he, he didn't have any space to do it. And he was never looking downfield. And I think that's what's key is, you know, we were worried a little bit about the Georgia defensive backfield, but they really didn't have to come into effect so much because the front seven was so scary. The last place in the world he wanted to look was downfield because there was always someone in his face, you know, and I think that there's the old joke that there's going to be a bumper sticker that some, uh, somewhere in, in Athens that says, uh, did you sack DJ today? Like there was, there was a lot of, did you sack the Clemson quarterback today? Exactly. Because there was, it was, we've talked about, you know, opening up the offense and, and so on, but like, and how you can't win football games like this anymore. And maybe by the end of the year when offenses are better and defenses are more tired, you can't, but like, this is the, I mean, I, there's been a lot of talk all morning about how uh, this is the platonic ideal of a Kirby smart win. And this is the way he likes to win games. I don't know if that's necessarily true. That feels more narrative than anything else, but I don't, uh, uh, but it, it is, it is fun to watch a team win this game, win this way. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, you know, JT was 22 of 30, uh, 135 yards and uh, in a, a very Grayson Lambert. And I mean that with all due respect uh, <laughs> performance, I can't take credit for that. Actually, Wayne, that was Wayne Flynn. But, you know, I was talking mm-hmm. to my dad about the game a few minutes ago and he was like, he, you know, JT was never looking downfield. It's like, you know, when, when you've got Brock Bowers, as everyone assumed would be the top receiver, tight end Brock Bowers. He was amazing the kind of game he had. And when you think about the weapons that Georgia did not, were not able to deploy because of injuries or whatnot, um, it, it's, you've got to think that the offense will look different once, the, once we get those people back. Frankly, I think Munkin realized that they were playing that, that deep, uh, that soft deep coverage, trying to keep us from taking the top off the defense and realized that, okay, if you're going to give me four yards of rush, I'll take four yards of rush. Or four yards of, of a throw, which is exactly what what JT had at four point five. Um, I will worry about the offense and how they look after UAB uh, or South Carolina. But I think you framed it right when you said it's, it's a lot of that's narrative. But you have to be pretty um, cynical not to look at this game, and even if it was a Kirby Smart platonic ideal um, football game, and not think Georgia is a force to be reckoned with. And, and more more so than just theoretically after what, what happened yesterday. One of the weird things, you know, I, I talked on the show this week about how, well, yeah, yeah, this is a great opening game if you win it, but if you lose it, you might wish you would have played Virginia or something, or I guess Miami <laughs> would be the equivalent <laughs> of that at this point. Uh, but the thing about winning this game now, not Northern, not Northern Illinois, not Northern Illinois. <laughs> God, I love the Huskies going for too late. Um, the the thing about it too is for all and listen I, this was a game in the, and the, you didn't hear this but the announcers mentioned this several times and it definitely felt that way watching it that it felt like Georgia was ahead by more than they were yeah i it felt that way in the stadium too and and for the record that was what was uh, why it was a little hairy late when they go get that field goal which even that felt like a little bit like like the, like obviously the 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 Clemson having the opportunity to make that play, uh, they didn't really do a lot with it with their field position. And they got the field goal and they kind of did that, but it wasn't like they made this big run. But still, 
you know, that was a touchdown game. Like it was a one possession game uh, against a team that, you know, it's Clemson. Like Clemson scored 40, averaged 45 points a game last year. <laughs> like it felt like you should be more scared than you were. And I think that speaks to just how good that front seven was. It was just a reminder that for all the talk from Munkin and all the other talk, we've seen obviously some really good defenses in the last few years. But this was the first time that I kind of had that giddiness that you had uh, in 17 where you thought, wow, this defense looks like it's having the time of its life and no one's doing anything against it. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. They did look like they were just a bunch of kids in the playground. And it, the way, I mean, they were just it, like the Chris Smith, uh, will not get his name wrong ever again. Uh, <laughs> interception was a great read. I, I saw uh, a couple of quotes that a Swinney blamed Justin Walsh for being out of position there. Uh, to, to do that, I think seriously values the, the job that Chris Smith did essentially all night in keeping Ross kind of clamped down. Uh, but it was a it was a great read. I mean, I was sitting down that end zone he ran to, and uh, you could see the second uh, DJ looked at uh, Ross and, and and like basically fired the pass. You could see at the minimum it was going to be a, a nice breakup, and then when you saw he had that little half step you knew it was done, right? You knew he was going to get a touchdown. Uh, and it was, um, the, the defense is, uh, the defense is, had a really, a really, really fun game. I also want to talk about the offensive line uh, because uh, JT had a lot of time to go through progressions uh, and, and a lot of people are like, well, he didn't, he didn't take advantage of them or we didn't go downfield. I think, I think you have to give the offensive line credit because they did enough to allow the running game to carry Georgia. And uh, they also did enough to keep JT in a clean pocket to allow him uh, to check down. I, I think as the game progressed, Monken realized that uh, uh, Venables was going to was, was just going to give him those other things, and uh, I think he dialed up a few more plays to clear out that middle to let uh, guys like Conkey and Brock Bowers get open. And and you know the there were there were like at least two swing passes where. Uh, where having, you know, missing starting receivers who are probably a little better at blocking uh, calls Georgia significant yards. And uh, I'm like, like I said, I'll be worried about the offense after UAB or South Carolina when we get a few more guys back and we uh, were able to workshop some, some, some ideas offensively. But I, I, the story of the game has to be defense, and I don't know if you've read any, any – you broke up a little bit there uh, at the end there, but uh, I didn't have anything interesting to say. It's fine. I doubt that. <laughs> but um, uh, I, one thing I thought was interesting from Seth Emerson Drink uh, from his piece today uh, was actually focusing on how little, like, once you think, like, having Karis Jackson out, I mean, he's returning punts, but the fact that he couldn't he could play on offense, for all the talk that, you know, that Daniels didn't throw deep, and he, he missed some throw, that interception was not a good throw. No, that's, it, it was forced. Yeah. And, but like, this was a reminder of how different this offense is going to look in two months than it looks now. And I think that like, he, he basically made the point that like, if you're really, really worried about this offense, don't, <laughs> and also don't think that Kirby smarts like awesome. I can man ball this all year. And I think that's a really important point because I think that that is, I've already seen all the things like Kirby smart. This is his platonic ideal football game. And I mean, I get it. Like I think in his, in his, in his soul, he loves games like this a lot, but like, he's not, let me interrupt you. He's yeah. not the only one. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's true. I felt yeah. very safe in love last night. <laughs> but I do think that there is something to the idea that, like, you're not going to win a game like this in December. No, like, yeah, you're just, you're just not. And and I think that and I think that he knows that. And I think when you get guys back healthy, Pickens maybe, but there's obviously a lot of guys that are all going to be able to come back. There's going to be more options for Daniel. And frankly, this is what another thing that's so exciting about this win. You kind of have at the minimum until Florida to figure this out, <laughs> to figure out the yeah. offense and, and guys to get healthy. And I think that may be what's most exciting about this is, is you now get to just get better on offense uh, after beating Clemson <laughs> in the first game of the year. And I, maybe that's a good way to explain it in the larger context on this. They beat Clemson. Tony, uh, they beat Clemson. They are going to be, I think they're going to be number two. Uh, I think they should be. Yeah. I think they're going to be number two. Uh, Oklahoma didn't look great. And uh, Ohio state looked a little bit better, but I think that that's going to mean something. Um, all of a sudden you take a look at it now with this win. There's uh there's going to be a lot of excitement moving forward to say the very least. Yeah. And I, I do want to talk for a second about beating Clemson. Uh, I, I, I I'm sorry, Georgia won the big game. And if you can't, you can't embrace that. And that, that might be very different come December. It might feel very different come December, but Georgia won the big games. I mean, yeah, we've got to beat Alabama. Okay. That's fine. We, we haven't played Alabama yet. We haven't played Alabama since last year. So we beat Clemson, a team that has been in every college football playoff, except for the very first one. And I'm sorry, we won the big game. That's the end of story. Then, and, I, and I'm curious because that's the thing too. I, it feels like listen, Clemson. Look at Clemson's schedule. I mean, they're they're it's pretty smooth sailing for them. And and listen, maybe maybe there's something more fundamentally wrong with Clemson than we think. And maybe they lose an NC State game or something, and this game looks a little less impressive. I doubt it. It seems more likely what's going to happen is. Clemson's going to run all the way through their ACC season, and this game is going to start getting some revisionism a little bit, right? Uh, it was oh, it was just one pick six that was the yeah. difference between these two teams, and I think it is important to remember in the moment. Georgia won this game by seven, but there was not a moment where you were really scared <laughs> and that's really kind of crazy considering you're playing Clemson. And I think that speaks to kind of what they built here and what they've, what, what could be so special about this season is a game, uh, uh, the big clash, the game that Georgia was not favored heading into for what I remember and a game where Georgia does not have its best receivers. And, uh, and it's a kind of a weird environment. I mean, let's face it. They thought they, they dominate this game. <laughs> they dominate this game. They were clearly the better team and it still feels like there's room for improvement moving forward. That's a pretty exciting place to be. Yeah. And I do, I do want to take one second talk a little bit about the atmosphere in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was a packed stadium. It was loud. It wasn't as loud as I was expecting, but it was loud. It was uh, disorienting at first kind of, you know, walking through the people tailgating and the, the crowds of people, because, you know, you, you, you and I both went to football games last year. We, we went to a live football game last week. It was different uh, to a degree, to a, a, a much higher degree, uh, as far as the frivolity and the, the celebration and and just being packed in. And was, uh, but I will also say that it was a lot of fun 
there's nothing better than walking out of a big game like that, hearing the rival fan base argue with each other about how <laughs> bad their team is. That is that makes me feel well, which kind of gets back to the last thing I would say. It's like I tell you what happened to Clemson. They went up against a very good defense last night. And uh the defense defense still wins football games, guys. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Okay, well, uh, we're going to do a big preview show before the actual game. It's obviously a truncated show. Uh, Scott is, uh, uh, I'm sure, like, you know, photo, uh, video, video, doing video of some high school football game somewhere or some civic uh, uh, thing. And, uh, uh, and we'll be back to do our regular show Wednesday. We're taping Wednesday. Uh, do you have anything else you want to close with about our old friends, uh, our old friends uh, losing to the Huskies or maybe some of the other games? Any major takeaway from the other games that you saw? Um, I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry about Illinois losing to Texas. That was, yeah. uh, that was a tough loss. Uh, uh, you know, Texas, San, Texas, San Antonio is back, man. Oh, wait a minute. It was Texas, San Antonio. Yeah. Texas, San Antonio oh. is back. Sorry, man. Okay. <laughs> but and Georgia tech lost. Let's not, let's not forget that. Like oh, for the record is Georgia tech going to win two games. They got oh, Kennesaw boy. next week. They got Kennesaw next week, but I don't know if I see it. I mean, man, I guess they got, they'll run into Duke at some point. But boy, man, uh, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna that be was, carnage. That was not I'm like Northern Illinois is not the Northern Illinois that played in the Orange Bowl or, or whatever right. it was they played in ten years ago. They are a uh, they and Akron were kind of neck and neck. Well, before yesterday, neck and neck with the worst team in college football or UConn, and um, that is not a way to start off the season. You're hoping to make some uh, the progression that Geoff wants to show in his time at Georgia Tech. Okay, Tony. Uh, well, first off, say hi to say hi to, uh, to to everybody in the car, Tiffany and Wayne. Say hi to Tiffany and Wayne for us because they're in the car. Uh, Willie will be back Wednesday. I'm sorry we did not get to do a, a classic post Notre Dame. Wait, we're recording this. Wait, really? Wait, what? Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to do one of those, but uh, it sounds like a glory. I, it sounds like it was tough to get out of there. It was it tough to get out? I heard it was uh, the tra- it was a mess getting out of there. Yeah, we, we were able to walk to the to the house that we stayed at. Oh yeah, it good was, call. It was pretty crowded. It was uh, in our neighborhood, the neighborhood we were in, they were they were towing a lot of cars through there. Um, who people who apparently can't, you know, some people are colorblind. They they can't see orange bird, yellow birds, I guess. Um, <laughs> Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back Wednesday to do our uh, to do our big uh, preview of an actual football game that will take place in Athens with a full crowd and tailgating. That's actually another thing that's happening this week. Yeah, <laughs> so, man. <laughs> there's a lot of excitement happening. Uh, all right, Tony. We'll we'll talk on Wednesday. Be safe driving back. Uh, and uh, and and hey, uh, Georgia's one zero after beating Clemson, and uh, the the world. Uh, it's going to be quite a year. I think that's pretty clear at this point. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. All right, Tony. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. If you have a question or comment, tweet our show at WSLS Podcast. And make sure to visit our podcast partner restaurants, El Barrio, for one of the best indoor-outdoor dining location spots in all of Athens. The Root, which has a wide selection of bourbon and... I mean, they have a full bar and golden tea as well. Uh, And also check out the Pine Bar for all those wood-fired oysters and tasty Saturday and Sunday brunch menus. And the three of us will be back recording on Wednesday of this week as we preview the Georgia-UAB game. And we'll see you on campus this coming Saturday. And as always, go dogs.